Welcome to Let's Talk About Life, a weekly podcast brought to you by LifeBank, the organ, eye, and tissue recovery agency in Northeast Ohio. Donation can be a complicated subject, but it is really all about life. So spend a few minutes as we unravel the complexities of donation. So come on, let's talk about life. At the age of 35 and a single mom of two boys, Beth Grable decided she wanted to make a change in her life, a big change. You see, her father, Michael Grable, had received a liver transplant in 2013, but sadly passed away a couple of years later after developing melanoma. To honor her dad, his liver donor, and to help others, Beth began the long journey to become a nurse. Hi. You're listening to episode 61 of Let's Talk About Life. I'm your host, Colleen Gerber, kidney recipient and LifeBank staff member. Although the journey was difficult and challenging, Beth was able to graduate in 2019 with a BSN degree and became a registered nurse the following month. Wow. Talk about an inspired woman. We're so happy that Beth is sharing her journey with us. And Beth, thank you for talking to us about your dad and your career. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm absolutely thrilled to talk about my journey. It's been something that I've been wanting to do. So this is another gift for me. Wonderful. Let's begin by talking about your dad, Michael. When was he diagnosed? And what was it like for your family when he received the call that there was a liver available? My dad, he was a 53-year-old young man, went in for a colonoscopy that was abnormal in 2010, was diagnosed with hepatocellular carcinoma. The staff at the Cleveland Clinic was amazing and, you know, simply put together a treatment plan. We worked really hard to fight this beast, and um, there were talks that, you know, a liver transplant was really the only cure for my dad's cancer, so we uh, worked really hard towards that goal. April 13th, 2012, we received a phone call that I'll never forget. I mean, my dad was in tears. He's like, I got a liver, I got a liver. And I hurried up and packed a bag and headed up to Cleveland from Columbus. And it was quite a car ride. Very emotional, but just awesome. This is awesome. It was like, this is a miracle. It was really, really awesome. I can imagine, not only for your dad, but for the entire family, right? Oh, my gosh, yeah. I uh, immediately called my brother, my only other sibling, and couldn't get a hold of him. I'm calling and calling. So I actually had to divert to Akron and bang on his front door <laughs> in the middle of the night. <laughs> Luckily, it was on your way. Right, it was. It just, took, it just took me a little bit out of the way. Anyhow, we made it in plenty of time, and we stayed there the whole time and just prayed and just couldn't believe it. We were in total shock. Were you praying not only for your dad, but for your donor's family as well? Oh, absolutely. I immediately prayed for them, um, for their peace, to let them know how thankful we were that really thank you is not even enough. I just let them know that they really provided a gift. Even though my dad's gone, it just I just grow from this every day. I share my experiences all the time with people. Your dad passed away in 2015, so he didn't live a real long post-transplant life. But that time was so important. What were some of the things that he was able to do because of his transplant? We did a lot of fun stuff. Uh, My dad bought a camper. He um, was a 
motorcycle activist. He loved his motorcycle. So him and his friend took a uh, trip out west, rode the entire way. It was great. He printed off so many pictures and <laughs> showed them for days. My brother got married. My dad was there for that. So he was able to dance with my brother and I at a wedding. He was there for the birth of my second son. And he was able to know that my sister-in-law was pregnant with their first child, who they ended up naming after my dad. So we've got another little Michael. And the list goes on and on. You know, we told each other we loved each other more. We hugged tighter. It was just absolutely a gift every day after that. Yeah, I think it is. I think you look at life so much differently and the reality of what's important. You mentioned that your dad passed. Do you want to talk about that situation of when he was diagnosed? Yeah, you know, the staff, again, at Cleveland Clinic worked very hard. And they tried to remove that area and ended up, you know, it's probably the size of a quarter when it started and it just grew. They worked hard on it, though, and it just, you know, it just wasn't giving and my dad was already on so many immunosuppressant medications and you know it was just a really hard time to fight another disease so you know he fought hard and long and with dignity the time of his death he was surrounded by my brother and I we never left his side it was peaceful and I couldn't have asked for anything better the staff at the Cleveland Clinic even reached out to my brother and I with sympathy which means so much and it actually shape the type of nurse I am today. I make sure I reach out. I make sure I tell them I care, you know, and that I pray for them. And it's just, it's humbled me in my life so much. Is there anyone special at the Cleveland Clinic that comes to mind when you think about your dad's care? Oh, absolutely. Dr. Menon, he was a star. He supported us and my dad, and he really fought hard for him. Um, Dr. Hashimoto, I believe is how we say it. He was, I think, the actual surgeon that did the transplant. His transplant coordinator, Gretchen. (laughs) My dad was, you know, just a blue-collared worker and sometimes could be hard to understand these lingos and terms. And I'm sure he made many phone calls to her with questions. God bless her for helping him post-transplant. You know, she was a saint. It really does take special people to get into healthcare, and they really have to have a desire to serve with humility and grace. So that brings us to your career change. You decided, as I mentioned, at the age of 35, to go back to school and to become a registered nurse. What was missing from your previous career or or jobs that you felt nursing would fulfill? You know, to be real honest, I, I worked for my parents' construction company, and I always tell people I took the easy way out, you know, working for your parents. You just kind of shift from one role to another, and you help run the family business, and I just did it because it was easy. <laughs> it was an easy way out. But this had so much purpose, and I was scared, but I was determined. I always knew I wanted to work directly with cancer patients or end-of-life transplant patients. I knew it had to be something in that area. I always felt like that was the only type of nursing for me. Where have you landed? Where have you been working in the past couple of years? I actually graduated from Mount Carmel College of Nursing here in Columbus, Ohio. I transitioned to a RN position at Mount Carmel East. I work on an oncology palliative care unit. I'm chemo certified. I've recently received a guardian angel award at my job where a lot of 
big wigs came and presented me with a special award and a handwritten document from the family that recognized me. I'm just thriving. I'm a charge nurse. I am an advocate. I'm very active in my in my role as a nurse at Mount Carmel. It's not a dotted line, really. It's a straight line back to your father's care. And that's what inspired you to be a nurse. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every patient that I touch, I touch them with care that my dad received. Everything I receive from the Cleveland Clinic, I give back to the patients I see. And they feel it. You know, they are always so thankful and can recognize that this is that I love my job. For sure. They're always like, you are great. You know, I mean, it's just, it just shows. It just shows when you love something, when you love what you do. Beth, what would you say about the impact of organ donation and transplantation? It gives you a testimony. You know, it gives me a platform to educate. It gave me, you know, my future. It gave me hope. It gives other people hope. It's a ripple effect because I've been affected by it. Everybody who's close to me is affected by it. Because I talk about it, I preach about it, I post on social media about it. So not only did it affect me and my family, but it affected everybody around us and in a good way, in the way we want it. You know, we want people to be registered donors and to outlive your own life. I mean, I think it's pretty cool. You can live on. It's the most amazing thing. It really is. It really is. Absolutely. I'll just add in that my oldest son um, is 17, and when he got his permit, he chose to be an organ donor, and I was so happy, so happy that he understands how powerful it is. I mean, he was there. He used to watch the helicopters land over there at the Cleveland Clinic with my dad, and so it was a pretty awesome moment when he said yes. Full circle. Full circle. (laughs) Beth, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. I'm sure our listeners were inspired and will continue to think about your dad and your career. And thank you again. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Donate life. We hope you found today's episode inspiring and informative. Let's Talk About Life can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Spotify, and other podcast providers. And of course always on lifebank.org slash resources. We encourage you to subscribe and we invite you back next week. And come on, let's talk about life. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Life. If you have questions about today's podcast, reach out to us at info at lifebank.org. Take a few minutes to do something heroic and register to be an organ donor by saying yes at lifebank.org. Literally, someone's life is depending on it.